it's hard when Gary and George are old, older. <laughs> yeah, careful, <laughs> careful. Uh, it's definitely a, a strange and exciting time for Thimblesome Hollow. Is it? Is it this? Is no. it this? Repeat okay. after me. Frustrated. <laughs> Frustrating. Every time I say that word now, I think of you, Chris. Frustrating. Oh, damn it, Chris. Hey, toy family. Welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. And George is not joining us today. He's on his honeymoon out there in Iceland. But joining us is the wonderful and great Chris Reiniak. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. I don't know about the wonderful and great stuff, but I'll take it. I still think you're wonderful and great. Of course you're <laughs> well, wonderful and great. Well, I, I appreciate it, guys. This is the first episode of season four. Wow. First of yeah. 2019, right? That's right. Yeah. Let's screw this up year, this year up right. Let's start off. <laughs> no, this is gonna, we're going to be bigger and better this year. I'm going to make <laughs> a, a conscious <laughs> effort. I'm definitely bigger. I don't know about better. I ate a lot over the holidays. Same thing here. I haven't done my top button in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sweatpants every day now. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, how was your guys' breaks? Good? You guys all recharged and ready for the new year? No. I think I'm. I think I'm ready. <laughs> think you're ready? I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. You're yeah. self-employed. You got to hit it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit it running. I'm self-employed. I definitely took a really extended break since Decon. I haven't been posting drawings or anything, um, but I'm like ready to do it. Like my kids are going back to school on Monday, so I'm going to treat that as the, the, the official start of the year. That sounds good. I ended my year with two uh, weeks off of work. I had a long list of things I wanted to go, do and get accomplished during that time. I did maybe 25% of it. <laughs> I had a bunch of wood toys I wanted to make, and I, I got as far as cleaning up the garage to do so, but that's as far as I got. My kids were both off of work, so we did a lot of family projects, a lot of family time was spent, and um, yeah, it was fun, but I'm going to start. I will make more wood toys in 2019. I'm going to hold you to it. Sure. You oh, said well, it. I, now you I played it. a lot of video games. Uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. What? I've been waiting a really long time for Red Dead Redemption 2 to come out and uh, bought it just before Decon. And then there was just no way I was even going to look at it until the holidays. Are and, you a uh, cowboy, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the, the really great thing about that game is there's a uh, there's a facial hair growing mechanism in it. So, you, you know, you have you have to shave or your hair will grow out of control. And uh, I everybody knows I can't grow a beard. So I'm living vicariously <laughs> through my character. There is but, nothing uh, wrong with living vicariously through a character. I used to play, I don't play many video games now, but I remember back when I used to play uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh my God. I would have my character working out and taking chicks out on dates and I was parachuting down the planes, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. That was fun. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like The Sims. Well, yeah, kind of, but a little more nefarious. We're going to get talking toys in a few minutes here, I promise. But there is one. If you're into video games, there's a new game that came out for the Nintendo Switch and the PC. It's called Grizz. If you have not watched the trailer or looked at anything, it is the most artistically beautiful video game I have ever seen. And the score is amazing. It's something you definitely need to check out. Well, we're, we're a big video game household here, and I actually just bought Amanda a, a Switch for Christmas. It was actually post-Christmas. Um, and she's been a gamer for a really long time. Like she's like a legit gamer. So, okay. uh, I'm an occasional gamer. 
So we'll have to check that out. No, definitely do. It's beautiful. You're, I think you will not be disappointed. I spell it, Gary. G-R-I-S? Yep, G-R-I-S. So let's move on and talk about some toys. So during our break, one of the big things that was going on was a giveaway that Super Plastic was doing. It was kind of Advent calendar styled. It was called the Radvent giveaway. And 24 straight days of giveaways. All you had to do was tag someone in the post. Very simple. And Chris, you did not have the pleasure of being tagged 24 straight, straight days in a row like George and I did. But it uh, it paid off. Teresa, I saw, I saw that you won something. So congrats on that. I did. I won like one of the biggest prizes. Thank you. Whoa, what'd you win? I won. Let me go look at the post and make sure I read it correctly. It says, win every single large vinyl toy made in 2018. That's the one I won. It's pretty cool. No, I couldn't believe it. I I cursed at my phone. I said, holy (laughs) shit, out loud. (laughs) It popped up. It was like, well, so, you know, you're looking at your phone and it said super plastic mentioned you in a story. And I'm like, oh, like, what is this about? And I clicked it and it says, congrats, our winner, TM Hawk, you know, ah, DMS to claim. And so I literally went, oh, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So they did yeah, a great okay. job with that, though. I Oh, yeah. You know, not only were people receiving their jankies and all their you know kickstarter reward backings just before the holidays or most people tended to i know i did Teresa, did you ever receive your actual backer reward i did so i was i was gone as well i had to hold my mail for a couple weeks i went to florida to visit family and so when i came back came back it was actually really funny i went to go get it from the post office and the guy's like you didn't really get any actual mail but you have a ton of packages <laughs> and he came out with two plastic totes of them i was like oh my gosh the back seat just so, filled the boxes uh which is toy yeah toy deliveries but one of them was my uh backer rewards from okay. super plastics so i did get the rest of my stuff but yeah, no, the, the calendar was super fun, and I appreciate uh, you all were very nice. George never really even said anything about it, and I was also tagging Nick, uh, one of our listeners, so thank you, Nick, for dealing with that. But I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep tagging the same three people, so I, every day I'd be oh yeah, throwing yeah. But they weren't just, they were really cool, like, giveaways. It wasn't just some shitty leftover giveaway. They were giving away full cases, cases to season uh, series two that's not even out yet. Uh, a figure, a janky 3.5 that's not even sold to the masses, um, a janky menorah, uh, an ornament, cookie cutter, like lots of unique, very interesting, cool giveaways. So who's ever behind the marketing of Super Plastic is doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a full-time job. Oh, yeah. Doing yeah. that kind of stuff. There were some, like there was a, a giant 40-gallon drum of lube. I'm not really sure yeah. what that was about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, luckily, you could kind of choose what you uh, what you entered, so that didn't go on my list because God knows if I'd won that, what I would have done with it. But yeah, no, it was super cool. No, like the last couple of weeks of December, my social media feed was just full of collectors posting what they were receiving from Super Plastic, just tons and tons of pictures of jankies and their collections. People overall seemed really, really excited about what they were receiving. I, I saw yeah. some of the posts and I saw a lot of people complaining about dupes. Yeah, so it's interesting. I, I, I definitely saw a lot of chatter, for sure, Gary, both on Instagram and on Facebook. I did see, I think, the shipping stuff we talked about last season was kind of an issue. Like, there are still some people who haven't got their backer rewards, yet they're seeing other people get them and seeing other people get 
shipments of toys that were sold after the Kickstarter. So I think that's been a little bit frustrating. But yeah, the second thing is what Chris is mentioning, the the dupes. I got a really good case apparently, but there are some people where their case is literally just sets of two. Two of this, two of that, two of this, two of that. Oh, and really? they're missing a lot of designs, yeah. So You know, that that's definitely an old school way of you know, that's how old Dunny cases used to be and actually they still are. Is yep. you know, that it's a real gamble in terms of what you're going to get. And and personally, I don't like to lay cases out like that. I mean, that's that's why we did ours the way that we did. For me, that seems more frustrating than, you know, making me want to buy more, you know, to get the ones that I want. Yeah, yeah. What you're talking about is that ratio model where things are super rare yeah. and they don't come in every case. And I love what you guys are doing with Thimblestop Hollow. Unbox is doing with Unbox and Friends where if you get a case, right. you get one of everything, at least one of all the original colorways. I think that's awesome. And then you might get two chases or two variant yeah. colorways at the end, but you at least get one of everything. And I think that's how they should be. That's how I would want them to be. If I drop $100, $200 on a case, I would expect in one at least one of everything. I wouldn't want to be missing anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's a lot of money to buy all those. And you're going to get casual collectors that are like, hey, I just want a couple of these and I'll be happy with whichever ones I get. But then you want the pe- you get the people that want them all. It just kind of seems like you're punishing them a little bit. And I don't know. I, that's just my personal opinion. I, I don't, I don't want to speak ill of jankies or anything. I think they're a pretty great looking product and it's still super exciting. It's just that's just a, a pet peeve. It's, I wouldn't lay it out like that. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you, Chris. But I received five, and I did receive dupes. I received uh, duplicates of the Macbeth one. But it has actually ham written across the knuckles on one of the hands. So I thought that was cool because that kind of represents my brother and I, as you know, like the ham twins. So I'm going to keep that, that set. Oh, nice. Overall, I got to say, Chris, the quality is phenomenal. Like, oh, that's great. It's, it's, it by far exceeded my expectations from them. No, I, I know I've already kind of spoken my opinion. I agree. I think they were done well. I just want to comment on the case thing. I'm I'm a weird collector who kind of is on the fence because in some ways it's kind of fun to play the blind box game. But at the same time, it can be super, super frustrating if you're only after certain ones or want the whole complete set. So I think that's like where Chase colorways can really help. Um, you know, like, there's still a hunt, hunt aspect to there. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, well, I got two of them. Now I want the rest of them. <laughs> but you still have every figure that you wanted. Right. Yeah, because so. there's something fun. You can't. You all have to admit, there's something fun. Maybe it's just a collector in me, but there's something fun about that hunt, about trying to find a specific one that you want or a specific color. It's uh, fun. No, there's there's definitely been a few series in the past that I've bought a couple that hoping for a specific one or a specific couple, and I always get the one that seems like the one that nobody wants. Yeah. <laughs> Teresa, just be like Chris and myself to where we just buy individually and then you'll always have that struggle of the hunt or not getting what you want. You'll get that. No, but Just stop buying cases and you'll be good. I'm going to be a big contradiction because I still want want them all. Teresa, don't don't stop buying cases, please. (laughs) You're funding half the the industry. The whole scene will collapse, Gary. You're the backbone (laughs) of the industry, Teresa. I don't know what we'd do without you. But I want to rewind and go back and talk about more Unbox because I know a couple episodes back we were commending them on what a great job they did with Unbox and Friends. And we were talking about all the aspects of it where they have the – 
the different colored tokens with different values inside every little individual box. Plus, they also have a mashup figure that you're mentioning, like a mashup between two different characters, like a nice collaboration that's also hidden somewhere in some cases out there, in addition to individual hand-painted customs that the artists in the series did, also hidden in some cases out there. And I noticed, I saw on Instagram, I saw two hand-painted finds were posted on Instagram, but have you seen any others? Do you know if all of them have been found? And have there been any other mashups uh, discovered besides the one that you mentioned previously? There's still hand-painted ones out there from what I, I've seen. There have been more found. There's actually an Unbox group created on Facebook, if anyone, anyone's interested. There's actually two I'm in. One's called Unbox, Blindbox, Unbox, and Friends Fan Club. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I can we can post links. And then the other one is called Elfie Traveler and Friends Fan Club. Both those groups are really international, so a lot of people overseas are posting stuff. So I've been able to see the one-offs that people have been finding and people are even doing customs and all that kind of stuff. So if you if you're interested, those are good groups to follow. But I did find out that the mashup, the one crossover that's the greeny panda combination that's the only mashup in the current series. I also they did know not with do the case. Okay, so it's just that one. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mentioned like I was seeing this a lot of jankies in my feed, and it kind of made me think, like, I haven't seen, uh, you know, like the Decon Dunny series just released. Like, I can't remember the last time a Dunny series had anything that was, like, posted on social media as close to what we saw with the jankies. Is it just because janky is a a new platform it's fresh it's, it's exciting so collectors are wanting to share that is that you think that's all it is yeah no i i think you're kind of spot on i mean dunnies have been around for a really long time and so 14 15 years share, yeah. yeah i mean people do share them i do see posts oh yeah for you sure. know, mail yeah. posts for dunnies and stuff but i think this kickstarter being as big as it was and having as huge of a following in that it did doesn't really surprise me so much that's being shared so much and i think like you said it's fresh and it's new and it's different and there's new collectors i think people out there who haven't really been buying designer toys who followed the kickstarter so i think they're kind of excited in that way they're like oh this new thing i haven't been collecting they're here and excited to show them off kind of a thing so i think it's just a combination of all that yeah and i think it's i mean it's a brand new platform too i mean they're still excited about it and you know this is the first time anybody's seeing them actually in hand too so you know you kind of you know done like you said danny's been around for a long time and you kind of know what to expect but i don't know i i think that there's when more interesting looking dunnies come out there's definitely some more excitement about them but uh yeah i think there was just a lot more a lot more marketing and a lot more noise. I mean, when when things are coming out through Kid Robot, I almost don't hear about them, you know? Yeah. And I don't hear about it from them, which is very strange to me. But, you know, being somebody who's trying to constantly promote the things that I'm making, it doesn't make sense to me. But I just might not be paying attention in the right places. But with Super Plastic, they, they definitely, they seem like they want people to pay attention. So, yeah. and then it's paying yeah. off. Yeah, no, they definitely created a great, fun environment around what they're doing. You know, they always say that smiling is contagious, and I think that's a little bit of what's behind Super Plastic. People are, are enjoying it, and they're having fun, and they can't help but want to help um, Super Plastic celebrate and, and share their, you know, what they picked up. 
Right. Yeah, it's almost like they're building a sort of mini super plastic community. And I think the fact that it's, it is a brand new platform and a brand new company, it's exciting to finally see something they've made in hand and be able to look at the quality and be like, oh, wow, they, they did do a good job. Um, but I think the other thing, too, is that the customer service side is killer. So I actually, one of the hats, my hat for two bits, remember how I told you it broke, Gary? Yeah. I ended up reaching out to them and said, just, hey, my hat broke. I don't know if it's possible to get a replacement that I'd ask. They're like, oh, like literally, oh, no problem. Give me your address. We're going to send you a new one. So I'm waiting for yeah. my replacement. Yeah, that's awesome. But like they, those kind of things make a huge difference. And from what I've heard, like I'm not the only one. There's been people who, you know, have questions about their order or maybe something came missing something or whatever and all of that they've been super accommodating so i think that's been just another cherry on top of the way they've been handling things so and this weekend we should start seeing the first actually i think it's mothership gallery is having the first janky custom show it's being held this weekend at the mothership gallery in philadelphia so not only we're going to start seeing what some of the uh, more established artists in the toy scene did with it but we're going to start seeing what the uh, the customizers are doing with it so i'm looking forward to seeing what that show has to offer yeah, that's actually a good point because it's been fun because of that custom show. We are already starting to see custom versions of it. And uh, so it's been cool to see how people are interpreting it. And Sad Salesman, Eric's was really, really cute. He did this like, uh, I don't even know what it is. It's just a cute kind of what, snaky octopus character, Gary, the green guy. The kid kraken. That's what he called it. A little sea creature. Does it say, is there a little guy on top of its head? Because apparently that's his <laughs> trademark thing. You know, you'd think he would have, but he didn't. He didn't, but Chris, you're right. I mean, things on top of things, that's his thing. Yeah. Yeah, he, he owns that. I just heard I just heard how angry he was <laughs> that other people were doing it without his permission. He, uh, he definitely played that up at Decon. It was fun. He's uh, he's joking, of course, but every time he saw a little character on top of someone else's head, and there, of course, a lot of people do that. So he'd go, that's yeah. mine. That's my idea. <laughs> it, was, it was just kind of a funny uh, ongoing joke he had at DesignerCon. Yeah, we call that we call that Master Blaster. <laughs> Three, so you what, might not know that. That's, that's from um, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. There's a character that rode on the back of a larger character. So. <laughs> Required watching for this weekend. You need to go oh, watch Oh, yeah, I'm sure, she, I'm sure she'll pop that on. Has Tina Turner oh, in it. Okay, speaking of required watching, and I'm sorry, this doesn't have anything to do with Jenkies, but guess what? Guess what? I finally did, you all. Oh, no. What I, did you watch? I watched Goonies. Yes. And what did you think? I actually enjoyed it. Well, I was Thanos surprised. is in it. <laughs> Who? Thanos. Wait. Thanos. Who's Thanos? He was the That's older the, brother. The older brother. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh, I know I he was cute when he was young anyway but no i was like all right i gotta fulfill like a movie request and i had written down the goonies and then you'd also talked about planes trains and automobiles gary but i didn't get to that one but i was like i'm gonna watch the goonies i'm gonna watch the goonies and uh no it was good it was cute data super adorable and i recognized him because he's an indiana jones i was like oh i know that kid um i'm surprised you've actually seen that of course i've seen stuff baby sean Astin's adorable but anyway, it was good. It was cute. I'm glad I watched it. So I think it was a good recommendation. And you I know, finally fulfilled my duty. 
don't feel too bad because Amanda, she's not a big movie watcher and wasn't when she was younger. Um, So most movies that you'd be like, oh, yeah, she's seen that. She didn't see. So you're not the only one. Well, it's it's hard when Gary and George are old, older. (laughs) Yeah. Careful. (laughs) Careful. They're older than me. So like that movie was I was I was like either one or two, or I don't even know what the year was, but like it was an eighties movie. It's like I probably wasn't born yet, so but no. It was cute, so I did finally fulfill my duty. Nice. Yeah, we're the we're the guys that actually remember parts of the seventies. So (laughs) (laughs) we're about the same age, I think, Chris. I don't know. Yeah, I'm four I'm I'll be forty three this year. Okay. I'll be forty five. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead, Tracy. Call yeah, me the old fart. Anyway. I know that's where you were going. So no, uh, no, no. But no, anyway, custom jankies. It's fun to see that, and you can actually uh, Martian Toys has posted a few of them. But I think that'll be a fun show, and yeah, yeah jankies are cool. I know they were sending out eight-inch blank jankies to you know as surprise gifts to some customers, you know, customizers out there. So I'm sure we'll hopefully maybe see what Squink and. Uh, Fakir, Dr. A, and some others did with their platforms. They were just gifts. They're not They're not obligated to do anything, but I would assume most of them yeah. are going to do something with it. I know you didn't get one, Gary. Did you get one, Chris? I did. You did? I did. That's why I wasn't saying anything. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, thanks for the free gift. It looks really good on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, I think at one point, I think you told me six years ago you were done customizing vinyl so yeah yeah i think i've maybe done two since then yeah um and they didn't say you know they said well we want to send you a gift i'm like okay great so (laughs) that it's taking up my shelf it's a really nice piece i might paint it a different color for myself i might i might sculpt some actual feet for it uh But the yeah, the only thing I don't like about the design is the feet. That's the only thing I don't like. I, I think, uh, and this is just a personal preference, as uh, uh, my fans know. I like to say it's not for me. The <laughs> shoes are—they seem a little dated to me. That style, but the thing is made really well. I mean, it's a solid piece of vinyl. So manufacturing is really great. I can't speak to any uh, how the paint is on the minis yet because I haven't seen any. But the piece itself is really nice. Yeah, that's good to hear. No, on the minis, it's phenomenal. It's so crisp, precise. Like, I was trying to be picky, and I really, really couldn't find anything, at least on the ones I received. No, and you know I'm picky, Gary, and so I put, like, my Hawkeye on. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you know, ooh, ooh, and really, overall, no. Yeah, like, even on the ones that I'm thinking that's probably going to be really hard to produce, like I'm looking at right now is the Jake Parker one, which is the one where it looks like it has a cyborg face in it, and – it is so clean. There's no smudges. Everything is crisp. It's uh-huh. really, really impressive. Good to hear. All right, so another thing. We were talking about Unbox, and so I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, over the break there was a post that Unbox did that really piqued my interest. And you guys familiar with P. Fowler's Monsterisms? Oh, yeah. Some of my first toys, actually. Okay. Well, did you see there they had uh, a sneak peek of a new Snorse they had? It's a snores oh, kind of did see that. kind of rearing on the hind legs, and in the hashtags it said uh, monsterism 2.0. This is uh. pure speculation, but if they are revamping the entire monsterism line with Pete Fowler, that's going to yeah, be amazing. Be oh yeah, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, I I loved those original figures. I think they still I, I think they still hold up too. Oh, they they definitely do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's one of those before my time kind of toys, but like I know about, and I've always thought that the designs are really cool. So I'm excited to see a revamped version of them if that's what they're going to do. And speaking before your time and seeing if things hold up, I'm doing a new weekly segment. I don't know if we're going to – we may occasionally mention it on the podcast, but since it needs visuals, if you follow us on Instagram or inside our uh, Facebook group, uh, on the weekly I'm going to be posting a This Week in History post. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to find just for that week what was going on that week in designer toys. I might, I'll try to go back as far as – you know, most of the toy blogs, I'm using the toy blogs to go back in their archives and find things. But I'll post uh, events, custom shows, uh, toy releases. I'll also mention edition sizes, what things cost back then, and all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be, if, if for me, I did it for like three hours last night, and uh, it was a fun dive going back in the history. So look forward to that on the weekly from us. Woohoo! That'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited because I'm sure there'll th- be things pop up that I haven't seen before. Oh, there's going to be a lot. There's, there'll be a lot of stuff. And uh, one of the weird things, like an 8-inch Dunny in 2006, it had two accessories, like a headdress and a skirt. It was the uh, Sket 1 King Tut Dunny. It was released this week, back in 2006. And how much do you think it cost, Chris? Oh. Oh. Was it 50 no, thirty nine ninety nine. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's a steal. It is. Now think about this. In January 6, 2009, uh, the Rolito Land mini blind box figure series called French Kiss Series, uh, produced by Toy2R, those were $8.50 a blind box. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. $8.50 so long ago. <laughs> I know. 13 years ago. It's crazy. Ugh. It's crazy because, like, my daughter just turned 13. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Happy birthday to your daughter. Uh, yeah, it was – but th- just thinking about that, like, she wasn't even alive yet. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that is crazy. But that's... She's a full-blown, fully capable human who does work for me, so. <laughs> Jealous. That's not – I want that. I can't wait till my boys can help out. But talking about the um, This Week in History thing, I enjoyed doing it. It was fun. But it was also time-consuming because, as you know, when you know toy blogs do a post, that's not the week is actually releasing. So what I had to do is just go back in time and look at the date, uh, you know, start in January. But I don't have to start scrolling through all the ones oh, in December okay. because the December post would usually mention what's coming out in January. So uh, it did take a lot of time. Plus, I had to sc- you know skim most of the descriptions looking for the release dates and stuff like that. So what I should probably do is just mention what was posted on toy blogs this week instead of what was actually released. But so far, uh, I am enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun, and hopefully I can keep up with it. I probably spent two to three hours on it this week. I probably found a quality 15 to 20 things to mention, but I narrowed it down to five. In the future, maybe I'll do more. But, um, yeah, so follow us on Instagram and our Facebook group, and you can uh, participate and learn about all those things that happened this week in history. Man, yeah, you put the work in. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And speaking of putting work in, it's time to pay our bills. So let's mention some of our sponsors. Sponsors of the Marsham Toy Hour include 3D Retro, 3DRetro.com for all your designer toys, needs, wants, and desires. And uh, 3D Retro also has a beautiful brick and mortar location out there in Southern California, Burbank adjacent. 3D Retro is also an amazing producer of designer toys. They work with some of the best in the business. So uh, be sure to check out anything they produce and keep an eye on them. Follow them at, on Instagram and social media. Also, there is strangecattoys.com. If you go to strangecattoys.com, be sure to load up that cart and use our promotional code MARSHAM at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off your entire order. And rounding off the stores is My Plastic Heart. My Plastic Heart is a shop located in New York City. But if you can't make it there, be sure to visit their online shop at myplasticheart.com. If you happen to live in the United States and you purchase $75 or more, be sure to use our promo code TOYFAM and you'll receive free shipping on that order. And to stay on top of all the latest and greatest in designer toy news, be sure to like and follow spankystokes.com and thetoychronicle.com. And be sure to download the Toy Chronicle app at any one of your favorite app stores. Real quick, back to back to Unbox. So you had mentioned the Pete Fowler reveal, but they actually had a couple of posts at the end of the year where they were doing sneak peeks for 2019. Um, there's a handful out there, but one that I saw that has me excited is it looks like they're going to keep doing different versions of the Traveler Elfie. Um, so that's the one I actually posted of, you saw me taking pictures, Chris, on the ground at Designer Con of my little uh, Elfie with this suitcase. So they did a new version of it, but it seems like they're going to keep rolling with that series. They've got a cute little UK edition of like a British soldier, like the guys that stay in front of the castle or whatever. Gotta sound terrible. They even have a castle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guys who stand on guard. But anyway, I thought I think that's really cute. And um, it makes me excited because it seems like they're going to keep rolling with that platform. So that should be fun. No, we uh, oh. actually right before right before Decon, um, just to keep the unbox love flowing. They they came out with the um, the pink and white uh, rabbies. Yes, yes. And, beautiful. Uh, I couldn't decide because Amanda collects vintage rabbit toys, and she collects in those two colors. And I couldn't decide which one to get because they were supposed so beautifully made, and so I just bought them both. So <laughs> so yeah. I actually. I actually got those, and, and we got them in the mail, and they're so nice. Like, the paint on the eye is really, really nice. So wow. uh, hats off to them for, you know, continually yeah, they... making really nice pieces. Yeah. It's funny that you've bought – so I – those the blue and pink Rabbies releases, I, I kept looking and I kept looking at, and I actually ended up passing on them. And then they had more releases, and I was like, oh, I can't decide, and I'm passing on them. So I surprisingly don't own a Rabby yet. I'm sure I will oh, at wow. some point. But I, it's like I can't decide what color I want, and I know they're going to keep making some. So I'm, like, weirdly waiting. I don't know why, but I know yeah, I'll own one. The good thing about goes. collecting in specific colors is when it comes up, then you know which one to buy. Yeah, I wish. I wish I had more of, like, a scope to somehow help rein in what I purchase, and sadly I don't. I go all over the place. <laughs> Chris, I saw you maybe bought yourself a Christmas gift. I saw. Uh, I, I did. Um, so I, I bought myself the uh, the cause uh, blank slate figure. Clean slate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, clean slate. That's I wanted to buy that uh, one too. 
And, and you know, I it's actually my second cause piece. Somebody gifted me, our, our, our shipping manager, Steve, gifted me the cause cat bank a million years ago. But I, I don't own any of the companion pieces. And I, you know, I keep kicking myself in the butt because I had an original companion in my hand when they came out and I could have bought it. And, and I didn't. I mean, I mean, I remember loving it at the time. It was so long ago. And I've just kind of just passed it up. And and um, and I was I was out and about. And when the drop happened, because I knew it was an open edition, so there's going to be a, a million of them made. But still, they're still hard to get. So when it, I just looked at my phone and, and I tried getting through and it didn't go through. And then it popped up and one was available and I was able to put it in my cart. So wow. now I have the largest toy I own. 14 uh, inches. That's huge. Yeah, I... I thought, I, well, I have a King Corpse, too, and I put it next to the King Corpse, and it dwarfs the King Corpse. I mean, it's huge. Wow. I didn't realize they were so, that big. Yeah. Well, I didn't either until I got the box in the mail, and I got, uh, and yeah, so I own a cause piece now, and, you know, it wasn't for any resale or anything. It was just, I, I wanted a piece since I passed on the cause pus head piece. I passed on the dissected one, and then this one came up, and and I really like it because I have two kids, and it kind of reminds me of my two kids. So exactly, because it's a, he's carrying two little kid, two right. little versions of himself. So and that's exactly what I was like at the park today. I had the one kid in my hand, the, the three, you know, the four year old in my hand, and I'm picking up the other one. Just it was exact pose. That was me just a couple hours ago. So you know, I would buy well, it for that reason. Well, one thing I didn't realize, and this is probably just, you know, me not paying attention, because I, I don't really, I don't collect a lot of stuff. I just collect the things that I like, and uh, I didn't realize that it was being produced by Medicom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, I mean, I, this is, you know, like I said, I've never had any of these pieces in my possession, so the quality is amazing. It's heavy. Like, I think the feet might be resin, because... This thing, you can't knock it over. The feet are really, really heavy and solid. Nice. Oh, that's um, good. So it's a it's a really substantial piece, and the you know it's flawless. Like there's nothing out of out of place on that thing. So per Medicom, everything they make is awesome. So now are the kids? Uh, yeah. the kids are they, are they detachable or are they all kind of part of it? Is it like super glued together? Well, they are. The, interestingly, they're they're not attached. They're just being held there. So you, you would have to take the arm off to get them out, but they're not glued on. See, I so like they're that. just being held there by the by the piece itself. That's cool. I like that. Nice. Be cool yeah. to buy to buy like the different colorways and you could swap them if you want. <laughs> That'd be expensive. You know, Teresa, they're four hundred and eighty dollars each, but I mean you could do that. I really wanted the brown one. I I love that one. I I, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it looks like 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 vintage cartoons to me. Uh, I I like the brown, but um, but no, the gray one. The gray one's super nice. I actually bought this really large glass case to put it in today. So because uh, I don't want to dust it. Um. <laughs> well, it's a nice pickup, a nice gift for yourself. I was a little yeah, jealous. thank you. Yeah, I don't I don't normally buy things for myself, and it was funny because Amanda's like. Oh, you bought something for yourself. Like she was surprised. Yeah, you work yeah. hard. You got to just reward yourself yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. Pick yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I do work hard, guys. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Teresa, I want to compliment you on something. I think it was last. I know it was last episode. It was definitely last uh, last month. You were talking about predictions for 2018. You were saying there's going to be more things and things, and so. So far, your predictions actually come true because this Friday there's a new eight-inch clear shell dunny coming out with things inside of it. So I, I can't pronounce. You probably know more about it than I do. Yeah, it's you're right. I did talk about things and things, and it's happening. Uh, but it's Haru. Have you ever heard of Haru? Because no, I'm actually I mean, not it's even new to me. So that's what I was going to have you say. Yeah. It... <laughs> but it's it's called the Haru eight-inch dunny, and they're calling it Haru the can. God, I'm such a butcher of names. Conpieto Fairy? Haru the Conpito Fairy? I'm not sure, but it's... We've only seen sneak peeks so far. I was kind of hoping we would see a full reveal before we recorded so we could talk about it a little bit more. But um, from what it looks like, it's a clear 8-inch dunny shell, kind of like plush guts. But it, what it's filled with is little miniaturized glow-in-the-dark dunnies and then little like i don't know uh, those are actually a a type of japanese candy they're like little bumpy sugar balls okay Um, yeah yeah they have they they're like in you know they come in like a, a million different colors so um yeah that's what the that's what that's supposed to be so that's what the confidato is yeah okay Cool. Okay. But yes, yeah, so it's, but it's filled. So like the picture shows green and pink and blue. And it's just basically this eight inch dunny shell filled with these glow in the dark pieces, things and things, but they've only shown a snippet of it so far. So we don't have a full reveal yet, but yeah, that's coming this upcoming weekend. So I'm waiting for the full reveal to see how I feel about it because so far I'm intrigued, but I don't know what, what it fully looks like to know if I'd want to buy it or not. So I don't know if it was one of your predictions, Gary, or just something we talked about, but the whole less pre-order, more secretive drop thing is definitely sticking with Kid Robot. Because, I mean, they just started revealing that, and it's coming this weekend. So they're definitely keeping things under wraps until right before release. That's what we want, right? I know. You like that? I know. I just want want them to reveal. What do you think, Chris, of the reveal so far? I'm intrigued. Um, I think it's interesting. That's an 8-inch, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, those things are pretty tiny that are going inside there. I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like a design object, and I like that. It, instead of just going with, you know, paint on top of things, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of breaking out of the mold a little bit. So, yeah, I think it should be yeah. cool. I, the, I wit, like, personally, I think I would have preferred a 5-inch, but I totally get why they're doing the 8-inch because they've been using that clear shell for a couple other things. So I'm sure they're just trying to get more Thanks. use out more of it. More bang I guess. for their buck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More bang for the buck kind of a thing. But I personally, I think I would have preferred a five inch size because. But they're doing a five inch clear one with J So, I mean, they could have just used the same body. Oh, that's true. That is a very solid point. Yeah. They should have. So maybe it had to do with the um the size of the minis that were going inside maybe there was some logistical reason yeah or no who knows either way it still looks cool i'm ready for the full review and honestly it could be a price point thing too where with that many little pieces inside if they're going to have an 80 dollar 100 dollar price point it's going to seem better if it's an 8 inch versus a 
$100 five-inch figure. Right. Good point. You know, that's a good point. I wonder how much it's going to cost. Well, how much was the Unbox one? They did a similar one with their dino. Yeah, that was like $300 plus for their giant dino filled with dinos. Granted, it was big. I mean, it's not, it was it's like not gonna be that much. I don't think. I hope not. No, I hope not. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you guys happen to see though that amazing collective the Kid Robot worked with? Like, uh, I think they commissioned a bunch of pieces from a village out there in Mexico. Like, they had thirty-nine different pieces made in a variety of sizes. I, I know I'm gonna butcher the name, but it was called uh, Arte Murakame. Uh, who who released this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Kid Robot Customs, Chris. They're they're oh, like oh yeah, yeah, the, the beaded ones. The yeah. beaded ones. Yeah. You guys see those? Those are freaking ridiculous. Those are amazing. Yeah, those are really awesome. But they said there some exciting. of them took up to about four hundred hours to create. Oh, Jesus. well, the one thing I know about that beaded that type of beaded art traditionally those beads are held on with wax. So don't put it in a room that's too warm. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember um, I had been to a few galleries that, that sold that type of art, and that was one thing that they always said. You have to keep it in a place that, you know, is climate. Yeah, no, that makes sense, because if you put yeah. it above your fireplace, it's just going to melt. Right, but maybe maybe they were, maybe they're glued on, but, but the beadwork is so crazy. It's, it's phenomenal. I mean, I can't even imagine. They were so, so meticulous, so beautiful. It's just... It just blew my mind that those things exist. But at the same time, thinking that and that some of these pieces took 400 hours to create, I can't help but think as a creator thinking, what right. is their hourly wage at the end of this? You know, because the five inch ones were uh, 500 bucks. The large 20 inch ones were like 3,200 or something like that. And I did the math. I, I have no idea. I'll give, you know, Kid Robot, maybe they're giving 100% proceeds to the community. I have no idea. But I was just thinking, like, if what if these were being sold, like, at the standard 50-50 cut with a gallery at that percentage? I'm thinking, so I did the math. If it was 200, you know, hours to create the 20-inch the one, it was like $4 an hour. Oh, but if geez. it took 200, uh, 400 hours to create the 5-inch one at $500, that's like 60 cents an hour. Oh, man. That's crazy. And I'm sure the 400 man hours for one was probably for the 20-inch ones. But yeah, still, yeah. when you break it down just like to an hourly basis, it's pretty crazy to think. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. I think it's good to break stuff down into hourly, uh, you know, numbers for, for people, for collectors and non-artists out there who – don't really understand how long this stuff takes and, and, and how you do have to compromise what your wage is because otherwise it would just be impossible <laughs> to sell stuff. Um, now I'm, I'm really impressed with the amount of work that went into these and, and they're, yeah. they're beautiful. They're stunning. And I think, no, they, awesome. I think they all completely sold out too. 39 pieces. Thing, oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I don't know how, I mean, the price points on these, they were a pretty penny, but I mean, they're, they're killer. They're really, really cool. Yeah, and they're so worth it. And again, these probably aren't being bought by the you know the average toy collector. These are being bought by art collectors. Yeah, I think it's fun. It. I, I like that. I like that Kid Robot is going out and pulling different artists in, and they're selling customs of their platform. I think it's cool that they're doing that. But man. yeah, and they've done this. I don't know if these are commissions or collaborations, but whatever it is, like this is probably by far the most impressive collection that they uh, custom collection that they've done. Yeah, I agree. I keep looking at them. It's fun to like zoom in and look at all the little beads. It's 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 mind boggling to me. I mean, just trying to keep things symmetrical and all that sort of stuff. It's just 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't even, my, my head is spinning just trying to keep track of that stuff. There's no way I would ever attempt anything like that. You should make this your new it's year's amazing. resolution. Learn how to do a new trade. Do some beadwork. Okay. Pay 60 cents an hour. <laughs> Were we going to talk about resolutions at some point? Yes. So resolutions. I, I personally don't do them. I, I, I don't set any yeah, for myself, either. but I know people enjoy resolutions. So do you guys have any resolutions or as a collector, Teresa, do you have any resolutions to like maybe focus or organize or anything like that? I mean, do you see yourself spending less or more this year? You know, I thought, I remember going into last year saying, I'm going to spend less, buy less, spend less, like overall, just be better. In some ways, I think I was, like I tried to be more critical, but I'm not like coming in saying, oh, you really should try to buy less. Right. Kind of a thing. No, the resolutions are like trying to improve upon something. So are you Mm -hmm. trying to, is there anything that you want to do as a collector to improve upon or even with the show or just anything in general? Okay, so I don't have any serious resolutions, but I think I think the only one that might be sort of serious for me related to toys this year would be organization. No, we've talked about it before. I am very unorganized with my displays, and I obviously keep buying, so it's getting worse and worse and worse. So I think if anything, the one thing I would try to do this year is get more organized. There's get more this- displays up. There's like a Netflix show that just came out talking about organization or decluttering or something like that. You should watch yeah, that. Yeah, it's called. It, I actually have. It's what is it? Marie Kondo tidying up. I don't know. I, don't I think know. that's what it is. It's yeah. actually a really soothing show. It's not like hoarders. Like you watch hoarders and they make it this like big drama with like da 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 music. This is a very like peaceful, soothing, tidying up show. I kind of got inspired, but more inspired of like purging other things than toys. The the way that her shows. Um, terms it is keep things that spark joy it makes me want to go like clean out my closet and like clean out my drawers but i look at my toys and i'm like they do spark joy you're safe chris (laughs) all your stuff sparks joy in Teresa's life that's good she'll still buy your cases considering one of the few displays i do have the giant thimble stump hollow one with all the little resin babies around it i think you're safe chris okay I know, but no, anyway, so if we were some goofy resolutions I have, um, I have one for George that he will participate more in helping us with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's not how, that's never going to happen. Cause, uh, if you don't know, Chris, George, George shows up, but he doesn't really do a lot of behind the scenes. So George get with it this year. And then. Okay. Gary, I have one for you. Okay. <laughs> hey, no, you oh, okay. Is it is it this? Is no. it this? Repeat okay. after me. Frustrated. <laughs> Frustrating. Every time I say that word now, I think of you, Chris. Frustrating. Oh, damn it, Chris. I like your Garyisms. Don't ever change them. Yeah, don't change them. Don't change them. But no. Okay, so Chris, Gary has a terrible habit of ruining toys for me. And the way he does it is he he will find toys that I like and somehow find a penis shape in them. Like, he'll look at them and suddenly he'll just say penis. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And somehow a leg or the body or a head or something will look like a penis. And he ruins the toy. There was this really cute 
dinosaur I had seen recently. He was like, oh, it's a penis. I was like, what are you talking about? And then sure enough, after you look at it for a second, the neck and the head looks like a freaking penis. And I'm like, gosh darn it, Gary. Stop ruining cute toys. <laughs> it's not my fault that they look like penises. Like, I didn't design it. It's instantly ruined for you, Gary. What about those of us who, who practice clean living? No, that's what I'm trying to prevent. Like, I'm trying to keep her house clean because she's going to see it, like, weeks or months later. Maybe not today, but she will see it at some point. After you mentioned no. it. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I ever would have seen it if you had never seen well, it. Well, maybe not you, but some, surely someone in your life, whether it's your parents or your brothers or boyfriend or whoever comes into your house, eventually someone's going to point that out to you, and then you're still going to see it. So I'm trying to help you out sooner than later, and you're saving money. Now you don't have to buy it. <laughs> Well, I I think I think Gary, I think I understand why you see it in everything, even when it doesn't oh, really. Okay, this is it's not really there. Well, it's I because you're well. No, it's because you're you are a creator and you create you create cute things that are pretty wholesome. And I, I I do the same thing. I I whenever I make something, I'm pretty like diligent about making sure there isn't anything in there that somebody can be like, oh, here's this, you know, and. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty careful about that. I don't know if you are, but it it makes you probably see it in everything. But well, I don't see it in everything because I have been duped, Chris. I know, okay. like I have been fooled in this, and that's why I'm trying to help Teresa out in this scenario because I know what it feels like. One time I went to the store and I fell in love with this cute little fireman ceramic bank, and I purchased it, and I was driving home happy, and I walked in the door and I showed my wife and her friend, and they instantly saw it as a phallic symbol and it wasn't from the paint to the shape everything about it was penis looking so i know what it feels like so i was just trying to help trace it out a little bit but you know i guess i'll stop doing that still <laughs> well, that is my if stop I, doing that <laughs> right stop and chris so in our skype chat i just shared the the dinosaur toy i'm talking about so you can see it like now that okay. now that he has said it I mean, it is really like there are some toys where he's seen a penis shape and it's more masked, like it's subtly there. This is pr <laughs> like now that I see it, it's all I see. Yeah. See, see, I don't know if I would have picked that out. It's just a weird shaped dinosaur to begin with, but I, I wouldn't have gone so far. Okay, I guess I see it. Damn it. <laughs> See, it hits you. And that's what I'm saying. I uh, think I well, saved I Teresa 80 bucks. No, yeah. so I would never, I don't think I would have seen it without you ruining it. So okay. stop So going forward, toys. my resolution is if I see a phallic something and something, I won't let you know. Just only, like, if I come to you, oh, guys, I. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> if I show you something and I'm really, really excited and you see it, don't say anything. Okay. But if I come, like, if I say it and I'm just like, oh, what do you think of this toy? And I don't seem like I really want to buy it. You're, you're okay to say it okay. if there's a peanut. Yep, I'll take it to heart. That's a good rule. That's a. Good I will rule. tell you there, there are there is a toy on my shelf as we speak, Chris, that I bought and I showed it to him after I bought it, and he was like. That looks like a penis. And now it's like half ruined for me. I still have it. But every time I look at it, instead of going, oh, that's such a cute toy. I'm so glad I bought it. I look at it and I go, God damn it, Gary. Stop. You called it a freaking penis. Sorry. <laughs> well, like I said, can't win them all. But Gary, stop doing that. Yes. So. 
those are mine. I don't know if you all have any more, but those are those are the toy resolutions for this year. My resolution. Chris, do you have a toy resolution? Oh, go ahead, Gary. No, I have one resolution, and this is something that Teresa brought up to me. I had a habit in our Facebook stomping ground group is I would propose a question and then I would answer the question several times <laughs> right away. And Teresa would like she would she was like, Gary, let the people speak. Stop commenting. Oh yeah, yeah. You do answer your own questions. <laughs> so, so from from now on, I'm just going to be the creator of questions in the group, but I'm not necessarily going to participate. Maybe give yourself I, a time limit. Just like yeah. let it breathe a little bit before I jump in. Yeah. I was just poking a little fun at you. Like it doesn't mean you should never reply. It just is. It's funny to me how you'll post a question and then I go there and it's like five comments from you right away. It just makes me laugh. It's like, what are you doing? How annoying is that? So it's not that you shouldn't participate. It just give it a little bit of time. Let the group see it and then jump in a little later. That's all. I hear you. I hear you. And I'm going to take your advice. I am just going to just post and I'll lay low. But no, another thing, Chris, is something I also have to pay attention to is I guess my grammar's not so great. And Teresa, it turns out, she is a grammar police. She's like a grammar Nazi. She's always pouncing on me. Gary, you did this wrong. You typed that wrong. Go fix it. Go fix it now. Gary, you can't end this sentence in a proposition. <laughs> so no I, will, yeah, I will try to be better about <laughs> editing my own comments. Hey, Gary. You, you should be proud of me because in the history when you posted on Facebook, you messed up a little and I didn't say anything and you fixed it yourself. Oh, I'm patting myself <laughs> so on the I back. I was good. I'm already working on it. I'm keeping it to myself. <laughs> nice. I think this has been really healthy, guys. Uh, the therapy <laughs> session has been really great. <laughs> that was a little Marsham couch moment. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but you, Chris, do you have any toy resolutions? I don't have any toy resolutions. Um, you know, I, of course, because we run a company, uh, a couple of different companies, uh, he, we have to have goals for the year. Um, and, you know, as the companies grow and as we do more stuff, we kind of have to look at what we did the previous year and go, okay, do we want to try to top this year or do we want to, you know, we have to at least stay on par with this year. Um, and there's some years where you're investing more and just producing more things. And so we're kind of looking at that stuff right now. And I definitely have goals, but I have three projects that have just been sitting around here forever that I'm trying to get out the door. So the, I guess those are resolutions, but sort of a personal work related goal that I want for myself is, you know, I, I used to post five drawings a week, every week, and I might kind of pull back from that a little bit. I might go a little bit easier on myself in terms of, you know, what I'm producing. I might want to try to produce more, more quality over quantity because that amount of output on top of designing toys and doing stuff for, you know, all, all kinds of merchandise. I mean, you know, the, the amount of stuff that we put out, Teresa, it seems like every week oh, something yeah. happens. Y'all are so crazy. It's a little unrealistic sometimes so uh so for myself I'm, I'm gonna try to go easier on myself try to like not put insane expectations on myself in terms of workload but yeah that's about it that's just like sort of a positive mental health thing it's a good one though no you deserve that don't kill yourself i mean i still hope you'll do morning scribbles oh every i will now and sure. then. you'll see when yeah, I'm i don't think like uh, i'm not sitting there going like oh Chris didn't post one today. 
like you know well you know i put I, I would put that amount of pressure on myself every single day and i would start feeling it physically i'd be like okay i haven't posted yet and or i haven't done a drawing yet and it would be getting later in the day and you know it, 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 and i'd be working on other things and it was starting to rule my life and then after just <laughs> stopping for a while after just totally stopping and, you know, nothing happened, the house didn't burn down, right. you know, asteroid didn't hit the earth, everything's fine. I realized that I don't have to do it. I, I, I mean, that was a, it was a really good exercise to do that many, and I did it since 2011. I've been doing it for a few years. Uh, yeah, well, and you passed the thousand mark, right? Oh, I'm well past the thousand. I think, I think I'm closer to 2,000. So, oh geez, I, you know what? What Adam, number did you? Was it your thousandth post or something? That I was my you... thousandth post on Patreon. Oh, okay. So I had started years before that. Yeah, it's it's pretty close to two thousand, and that's not that's not counting the ones that are in sketchbooks that I didn't number. So I mean, I have enough content. I could literally go back and just ride that for like five years if I wanted to. But I like making new stuff. It's just the amount that I was making was it, it was starting to eclipse all the other things I needed to work on and and my life a little bit. So yeah, I needed to I needed to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Good. Well, and you do, like you said, you have plenty to reference. And I know you even pulled, it's kind of transitioned into Thimblestone Paula too, but I know you pulled into some of your archives for some of those characters. So I think it's good. You've got tons of stuff. And shoot, you want any recommendations, Chris? I'll gladly call through some old scribbles and be like, make that a toy. Make that a toy. Yeah. Make that I a toy. I won't say no to that. <laughs> well, alrighty then. I'm adding that to my list. Chris, I have a, I have a question for you. So, yeah. In, in designer toys, the North American market is not nearly as strong as what's going on in Asia. You know, a lot of companies right. are focusing. Actually, we just had uh, I talked to David Horvath last a uh, couple weeks ago during Christmas break. His episode oh. will be next. His episode will be next week. But even someone like David Horvath, I mean, he was talking about how strong the Asia market is. But he's primarily focused on just Japan. Do you, as an artist or a brand, are you f- thinking about? that Asia market? Because I know like even Kid Robot, they're doing a lot. They seem to be focusing more on China these days. We're starting to see them doing like uh, China exclusives. And it seems like more North American artists and companies are more aware and setting themselves up for that Asia market as well. Are you doing that as an individual artist or as a brand? Um, well, so Thimble Sim Hollow as a brand has a lot of things happening right now. And I can't really talk about a lot of them because it, it's not it's not that, you know, there's any big secret, but it's more that things are sort of at beginning stages and we're in the planning stage on a bunch of different things. But that is definitely a, a consideration. But, you know, anytime you can diversify working with different companies and especially like China. China is the biggest, I think, opportunity for people because we can't sell online to China because they're, they're our internet, you know, our, our stores are blocked from them. They right. can't, they, it's hard. So the best thing that we can do is partner with people in China that can sell our toys in China. That's definitely something that's uh, on our radar and it's definitely something we're looking into. Um, and, you know, we have some projects going with some companies in Asia that I don't know if like we're specifically looking 
just for the Asian market. I mean, I know, I know it's booming and, and, you know, we've looked into those conventions, those insane conventions that are happening over there and, and they just make my head spin right now. Um, <laughs> I have a hard enough time just keeping the three conventions that we do here straight. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, 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 I can't see myself being like Simone from Tokidoki and showing up to, you know, a convention every three days. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. But, you know, it, it is definitely something we're looking at and thinking about because Fimblestone Hollow is definitely going to grow and it's going to grow here in the States. But we're looking at retailers overseas because, we, you know, we get a lot of complaints from people that, you know, shipping internationally is a bear. It's so expensive. And, it you know, there's a lot of casual collectors that just won't buy things because it's too expensive for them. You know, they're in Europe and they can't buy from here because the cost of the shipping is more than the actual piece. And then they get hit with taxes when it gets there. So, you know, looking into distributing in in other countries, other regions of the world, like directly from there, uh, you know, you ship everything in mass from wherever it's being produced to Luxembourg or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it ships to all of Europe. It's just a smarter way of doing business, and, and we definitely do have fans over there, and, and uh, it's something we want to do, but um, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, but it sounds like you definitely will be, so it sounds like there's just nothing but room for, for great stuff for you guys in Thimblestump Hollow 2. And so congrats on Thimblestump Hollow 2, by the way. Thank you. I heard it's doing really well, lots of great releases, several colorways already released, it's doing extremely well at Hot Topic, I hear. Um, I want to know, who's... When you guys are figuring out like the logistics of all the different what stores get cutaways and all that sort of stuff, who is involved with the logistics? Are you and Amanda just the designers, or are you involved on the logistical side of it as well? So when so the first series, we definitely weren't uh, involved in the business side. We were, you know, hey, we really want to make these things, and then we made them, and then we'll figure out how to sell them later. Um, and I mean, it, it was more organized than that, but. It was definitely a, a leap of faith to make them and hope that they sold. And um, when Hot Topic came along and saw, uh, saw us at San Diego Comic-Con, saw a cardboard spaceship's booth at San Diego Comic-Con, you know, they got very interested. And after the first series sold really well in their stores, they said, okay, what else do you have? And we hadn't even started planning Series 2 yet. And that really kind of started the gears going. And, you know, Carbon Spaceship's a small company, like all the, all the companies are. So to have something like that, an opportunity like that arise, is, is a really big deal. So we said, okay, well, we all have to, you know, rally the horses and, and figure out how to get this done. And so for Series 2, Amanda and I were definitely really involved with Jamie Brill from Carbon Spaceship and in figuring out, okay, how many are going to Hot Topic? How many are going to be left uh, of what color? And, um, and yeah, we, we definitely, we talk about every single detail of, of this project. And that's something that I've learned a lot about business <laughs> since doing this. And, and, uh, and Jamie has learned a lot about distribution and how distributing to mass retail is kind of a nightmare because they're very strict about when they want things and uh, it has to show up on a specific day or you get charged for it. Sure. So, um, 
Yeah, so that's something that, like, the sort of small vinyl world, like, we're used to showing up at, you know, ship it to my plastic cart and it'll get there whenever, you know, they don't care. Like, Ben just wants it after he pays for it. But figuring out, you know, how many of what color we're going to make and what colors we're going to make, we figure all that stuff out. And, you know, Jamie's on the, he's on the phone with the, the factory figuring out how much things are going to cost and and you know amanda's making changes on the the packaging at the last minute you know because things are constantly changing because the box is the wrong size so we have to change <laughs> yeah it's just you know how these things these projects go sure but with the growth of it now we are ready to kind of take the next steps and see what what else we can do with it and and you know we're i think i think we're at the beginning stages of possibly designing this next series um but you know we're not pulling the trigger on producing anything just yet but we might you might see some more colorways of the second series oh nice Um, really yeah Yeah. so that's that's what we're talking about right now you know just trying to set ourselves up for the next year and you know we we have some other partners that we're working with right now that we're not probably not going to announce yet the information is out there but uh these things are delicate now how much of this stuff is like (laughs) figured out before you actually make your order with the factory so like you said hot topic reached out to you what are you doing next are you getting like a large purchase order for a certain quantity yeah like all of the i get store exclusives for all the canning colorways did you get all that stuff lined up before you even go into production with the factory so you know how much you got order yes. and your PO is filled. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the 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 amount that were produced for the second series was about the same. It was a little bit more than the first series. And the interesting thing is that, you know, if I told you the numbers, you'd be surprised. It would sound like a lot. Yeah. But in terms of like you know mass retail, I mean, Hot Topic has six hundred stores. Right. And we had enough to put three cases in every store. If you think about three cases, three cases is 12 figures, you know, it's 36 figures. Um, Times 600. That's not a lot. Yeah. That's not a lot for one store. If you if you think about a mall and people are showing up in there and, and uh, you know, we started panicking because we're like, that's not, that's not enough. But it's a huge number. Yeah. Like, it could have sold out in a week and then what do you do? Then, you, right. you know, because, because we're small and because... We don't have the kind of capital that these large companies have to get something like that made is not just a trip to the bank, you know. So, yeah, we had to be creative about getting this done. And so far, if you look on Hot Topics website, we're like, I think we're like the number three seller in, in uh, blind bags right wow, now. Wow, so, that's fantastic. Yeah, and we're selling it at, at a, a different price point than all the other stuff that they're selling, too. So uh, I have to thank our fans and and fans telling other people and just sort of like this word of mouth thing because i mean they haven't even hot topic hasn't even promoted it because you know we're 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 still pretty small fish in terms of what they sell i mean they're selling major major brands and major entertainment brands and you know we can't compete with harry potter uh so (laughs) you know they're gonna they're gonna talk to those companies and just you know make money off of our stuff quietly as long as they're happy with what, what what our sales are and, you know, they're not losing money on us, um, I think everything's fine. So, 
We'll see. We'll okay. see what happens this year. I ha I have to ask you about this whole colorway thing. Okay. So so you teased us with fruit salad at San Diego yeah. where you released yeah. four figures in that colorway and then you kind of said, "Well, that might be it." So is there a thought that you might finish that colorway out? I think saying there's a thought is accurate. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to make a new resolution or wish that okay. it actually happens because okay. it's one of my favorites. So if that well, helps at you. all. Yeah, I mean, For that sure. was, so the reason, I don't know if, if, I, if I ever touched on this, but the reason why we only released four was because we were trying to get stuff. I mean, you know how it is when, when conventions are coming up, you're rushing to get product. And there was no way that we could get the full colorway by that first, um, you know, release. So we're like, well, can we get four? And getting 200 of each of those wasn't an issue. You know, we could get those shipped from China and it wasn't really that big a deal. So that was the whole reason why we only did four. And we kind of forgot about it. We kind of forgot that we didn't do all of them. And we're like, oh, hey, they only did four. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're definitely talking about doing more. And we're talking about doing a couple other things, too. So, uh, so no promises, but but it, we're talking about it right now. Nice. I like what I'm hearing. And if I may throw a suggestion in the box, is I love the minifigures of Thimble Stop Hollow, but I want more. I want more larger stuff. A lot of people are doing XL sizes with their favorite characters, and I think you could right. do that with Thimble Stump Hollow. I would love to see a, a uh -huh. you know, a ten inch got about Husky Shuffler or well, yeah, you're I, giving me a heart attack. Well, I'm not the only one thinking this. Uh, I mean, the his turtle, the Ogonac did really well in the small uh, size, yeah. and now it's an XL yeah. size. So I think a lot of us would love to see some of the Thimble Step Hollows in a in an XL size or a ceramic cookie jar or something larger or plush. You know. Well, I will. I will say that that uh, right now nothing is is off the table in terms of ideas, and uh, it's definitely. A, a strange and exciting time for Thimble Stump Hollow. Um, it, we're, we see a lot of potential in it and more than we ever thought. Like it was kind of just this fun thing that what would happen if Chris and Amanda got together and made a toy series, what would it look like? And that's what came in the first series. And, and now it's like, okay, we know what this brand looks like. We know what it feels like. We know what directions we want to go with it and what direction we don't want to go with it. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of talking happening right now, and it's not just Amanda and I. It's you know. When do we see you guys at the licensing expo at Las Vegas or some of the other licensing expos or a toy fair? <laughs> In New York. Well, yeah. well that, that, uh, let's just say there's, there's people out there talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I can't. I can't. Say, nope. I mean, like I said, it's not a big secret, no. but it, it's it's uh, it's grown outside of you know the 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 scene, it, as it were. And um, but the thing is, we still want to keep it. You know, we we never want it to be like. Not that I ever want to like talk badly about about anybody, but. We never want it to be that thing that like it shows up as a Netflix special and everybody groans because the life is gone from it. You know, like we want it to to kind of remain this holistic, you know, organically grown uh, uh, brand that 
you know, we can kind of do whatever we want with, and we're not beholden to studios and all this you're stuff. Gonna, so. You're going to like next week's episode with David Horvath then, because that's very much how he well, was like, with the Ugly Doll brand. He was, you know, he had so many offers from studios wanting to buy the company outright, and just, we want to put your stuff all over Walmarts and Targets, and he said, no, I'm gonna, I want to, you know, we're going to do what we want for this thing, and it sounds like you kind of had that same thought, like, this is your baby, you, yeah. you're very protective of it, and you're going to do what's right by it. And so, I'm excited to see where it all goes. Yeah, and the, and uh, thanks, and you know, like David's definitely sort of one of my role models in terms of what he's done with with Ugly Dolls. And I mean, he's like, it, you can't. Everybody knows what they are, and we're all like, it's one of those things that like we're all proud of it. You know, like we look at what he did, and and it's just like that's awesome. Like he basically made Hello Kitty. You know, like, yeah. like it's amazing. It's synonymous. Everybody knows what it is. Um, and he did but, it in such yeah, a short it, period of time and not on a pre-established thing. Like, it's kind of what your right. Thimble Stomps Hollow is. Yeah. Most of us don't know what the storyline is. All we know is they're aesthetically pleasing and we're drawn to them and we want to buy them. That's kind of how Ugly Dolls was. For 15, 16 years, I was buying ugly dolls and ceramics and wind-up toys and tin toys and plus anything and everything they had just purely based on the design alone. And I didn't know the, the bios and the characters of the stories. Like you can pull off something without right. that previous connection to it. And I think the most of Hollow has that. I think you have that magic with your brand too. Well, I'm glad that you said all that because that's kind of the way that we think about it. I mean, we we have little like snippets here and there about like things that we think about the story and 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 I hesitate to say the world um, because it isn't really a world. You know, right. it's 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 a cast of characters and uh, they all have little personalities and um, but they're short and then you inject whatever you you know whatever well, you feel into it and that's just that's part of the thing the fun of it chris for me it's like i you saw so <laughs> i once created a really goofy video for chris and amanda gary of like pretending i was the characters and making up voices for them because yes i'm that nerdy but um, <laughs> but like it's it fun adorable. to like it's fun to like pretend what they are what they're like or if they have like a goofy voice or if they're grumpy or whatever but like there's something fun about not having backstories because you can kind of invent them for yourself and like Mm -hmm. i always call the little resin characters thimble stump hollow babies and i'm like oh like pipsqueak looks like atticus's baby and like all this kind (laughs) of stuff so it's just it's fun for me like i don't know maybe i'm just a child but like it's fun to be able to look at them and be like oh like I think this one's like this. Yeah. And, and that's what and that's what happens when you go to like, well, you know, again, speaking of the Ugly Doll with David Horvath and, you know, you'll like next week's episode, but talking about when we saw the Ugly Doll trailer come right. out, yeah. that was one of those things where for 15, 16 years or whatever, all of us have been enjoying the Ugly Doll brand. We didn't truly know what the voices and the personalities were exactly like. And now that we've seen the trailer, that's kind of been instilled. So we might still have something as to what the characters are like or more. I, for me, they're more ominous than what the trailer made them seem like. But my kids are now going to grow up with that Ugly Doll movie and what's on Hulu. And they're going to see Ugly Dolls in a very different way than what I've been seeing. Them. Well, the, the thing is, like, you know, there's character designers out there who they design characters for animation and they build in a backstory. Like Jim Groman is amazing. He Every single thing that he makes a mark on a piece of paper, he's got a backstory for it. 
And I love that. I love that that kind of narrative. But that's never whatever. Like when I even when I was a kid, that isn't what attracted me to things. It was just purely what they looked like. Like I don't care how crappy the movie was. If it had a monster in it, I was watching it. Uh, and that was you know even up to what I do now. It's it's I'm not thinking about these deep narratives. I'm just I I just purely think aesthetically what what are the components of these characters and drawings that 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 speak to me and and evoke some type of emotion without it being, you know, like, like I'm trying to break down connections between people and trying to make something that, you know, there's so many things we can be mad at each other about, especially now in this world right now. And there's so many reasons to be angry at people. And, you know, I disagree with people all the time, but if I can build this, this place where everybody can come and it doesn't matter what you're bringing to the table and you can, everybody can look at it the same way and get the same thing out of it. It sounds real hippy dippy and, and, you know, sort of like this perfect place, but you know, I want that. Like I want that myself. So, you know, if I can create that and that's what we want to do with Thimblesome Hollow too. It's, it's, you already go through life enough feeling like you're left out or, you're different or you know it, it, and and i just don't want to contribute to any of that so that's what we want with the most apollo too you know it's just an extension of of the way that we make our work um, I like it. we're just trying to make people happy you know um yeah, and make yeah. ourselves happy at the same time you know mm-hmm. um but and it's not about like what's cool or or you know but if people like it that's awesome you know, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, and that's totally fine, too. But, yeah, I don't know. And and another thing, like, just one more thing I want to say about Thimbles Apollo is, like, it, we didn't know that it was going to grow even at this point. And my sort of goal now as I'm getting older, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm talking like I'm 60 years old. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely not young anymore, so... The more, the older I get, the more people we get involved with our companies and organization, the more I feel this responsibility to to take care of people. And I want this brand to grow to the point where the people that are involved, myself, Amanda, my kids, uh, Steve, Jamie, everybody who's involved, I want them to be taken care of by it. I want this thing to just be successful enough that we don't have to worry about, you know, if somebody has to go to the doctor and or get a root canal, they're like, oh, man, I can't afford that. Like, yeah. we just that, 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 that it's weird that that's like become a goal. But having peace of mind is like the best thing. So so that's like what we're working towards. And it, and it feels like a real grown up goal. But uh but that's definitely, I mean, it's a logistical thing and it's, that's the reality of life and everybody has bills to pay. But uh, if we can build this thing and, and, and take care of our kids and Steve's kids and Jamie and his dog, like, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. More, more power to it. No, that's so. awesome. You mentioned that you want Thimble Stump just to make people happy and yourselves happy. So let's make a listener happy. Let's kick off this new year with a giveaway. So what we're going to do right. is Umi Toy Hawaii has given us a canyon colorway of the gem nibbler which was an edition of 85 pieces 
and they are allowing uh, he gave it to us to give away to one of our listeners so what we want to do oh, is Lofa is such a good dude yeah he is I mean, he reached out to us wanting to do this for our listeners because he enjoys the show and so I really appreciate that thanks so much Lofa and uh, you know the Gem Nibbler is a series to Thimble Stop Hollow figure it's already sold out um, so someone out there definitely wants this and I want to ensure a listener gets it. You know, you've already listened to us now for an hour and 20 minutes and I want to, how can we ensure that a listener gets it? I don't want it just have it be an Instagram contest and just a lurker or anybody and everybody has a chance at getting it. So do you guys have any ideas on how we can get this away? I got an idea. Okay. So I think I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I don't think we should do any kind of reposting or anything like that. Let's try to make it insider only. But what if on the – so every time we have a new episode, we do a post on Instagram for that episode, right? So we have an episode photo we post. So what we could have people do is comment something specific on that post, but it will be kind of like a secret code kind of thing. It's not like I'm here to enter for the gem nibbler. Instead, it's more like secretified. Okay. We could do like a, like a fill-in-the-blank kind of thing or like um, – like just a single word answer, but it's like coded or masked. Maybe like uh, Gary likes to nibble blank. <laughs> Dude, that's not going to get trashed real fast. That's not, can, can we make it you? Because that's going to go dark and real fast. No. Do you? I'm, I'm fine sh- with that. I'm game for it. So, okay. No, I like Chris? that. Hey, hey, this is your guys' podcast. <laughs> uh, it's out of my control. Hey, I'm game for it. That's totally fine. So I like your idea, Teresa. So let's just run with that. So if you want a chance to win the giveaway of the exclusive Canyon colorway of the Gem Nibbler from Umi Toys Hawaii, all you have to do is go to our Instagram account. It's Marsham Toy Hour. Find the image for this episode. And then in the comments, just fill in the blank for this sentence. Gary likes to nibble blank please be gentle but i also look forward to reading your responses also be sure to follow umi toys hawaii on instagram that's u-m-i-t-o-y-s hawaii and we'll announce the winner on our next record so we've already recorded with david horvath which is next week so uh in two weeks that's so great thank you guys yeah and i think that that was it's i don't think that was the last figure that was released i think it was the second to the last so all of the colorways right now are currently out. So uh, if you're a completionist, it's possible. Yes. And we can do like a, we'll do a really quick recap. So for those that are newer to Thimblestone Polo uh, and Thimblestone Polo 2, so the exclusive retailer colorway is called Canyon. And if you follow Cardboard Spaceship, they actually have a really cool graphic that shows each of the colorways and the store that's selling them. Um, that things are really good, like helpful cheat sheet. And there are still some in stock. So those are out there. Um, you can grab those. And then I know you, Chris, directly are selling the birthday party colorway as well as some other retailers out there. And then the Hot Topic exclusive colorway is called Unicorn Galaxy. That's obviously only in Hot Topic, but they also have it in stock online. It kind of comes in and out sometimes, but they have some really cool sales every now and again, like buy one, get one half off and all of that that are really cool to take advantage of. And then the other colorway is succulent, but that is the chase colorway. And you have to just have a chance to get it when you buy blind boxes. It's kind of a needle in the haystack sort of deal. So, Oh, and the succulent uh, colorway is both in the birthday party uh, cases and the Hot Topic exclusive cases. Yes. 
So yeah, the colorways, um, those are mostly, so Amanda is the color genius between the two of us and she painstakingly came up with, I, I don't even know how many we have. It was way more than we produced. I bet. So, and I love all the names that you guys have of the colorways too. Naming them was hilarious. Yeah, I, I think that she, and, and a lot of it's just like we named them based on what the color looked like. But yeah, succulent, she was definitely looking at succulents and, and sort of, you know, making them look like succulent plants. And uh, and yeah, Unicorn Galaxy, she for sure was, was designing specifically with Hot Topic in mind, and they loved it. So we gave them a choice of a couple of different ones, and they picked that one, but we knew they were going to. Yeah, it's, so. it totally, like, not, Hot Topic, I think, is, has transitioned a lot, but it definitely oh, yeah. has a Hot Topic vibe, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, just uh, just to talk about that super quick about Hot Topic, I mean, if you're my age and you went into a Hot Topic in the 90s, it is not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it no, is it is definitely geared more towards uh, uh, sort of fandom collectibles. Um, I mean, you could still go in there and get a, a, a My Chemical Romance t-shirt, but, and, and, you know, earrings and stuff like that, but it's two thirds of the store is toys and collectibles. Yeah. Now don't, what don't take away my memory though. <laughs> is there still a goth emo type person working the cash register? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. Yeah. And, and you know, and one thing I will say too is like, like you know, like big squares like me. I mean, I literally own no clothes that aren't black. So like, all my clothes are black. But you know, I'm a I'm a 42 year old, two year old square dad. You know, <laughs> walking into Hot Topic. Don't be afraid because the, <laughs> all the associates are so friendly. And and the they one thing are. that I found out is like they love working there. You know, they stick around for for years too, working at those stores, and and they're really nice people to talk to. And like Teresa said, they have all kinds of sales. And if you buy a certain amount of uh, merchandise from them, you get uh, they're called Hot Topic bucks, I believe. And hot you cash. can save hot cash. That's what it is. So you keep that until a certain date, and then you can go in and after I think you spend thirty dollars, you you get like fifteen dollars off or something like that. So. It, yeah. If you're a collector of stuff and, and, you know, they have a lot of good shirts and things, too. If, if, if your kids love anime, there's tons of anime shirts. and You know, go in there and then collect the hot cash and then go in and get blind boxes cheap. Yep. <laughs> no. It's a really good way. And they have quite a, a large variety of blind boxes. And it's not just it's not just fandom. I mean, there's a lot of Tokidoki stuff. I know... Um, Quirky Monster had her um, her little embers uh, dragons yep. in there. Uh, they do sell dunnies in there, so it is definitely a place to go. And most people probably don't even know that. No, it's. I'm glad you're kind of saying all this because it's funny. Because for the longest time, I I did not go into Hot Topic for that very reason. It was this like goth hardcore type of store. Like I felt weird going in because I didn't fit. And like I remember when they started selling more and more toys, I was like, oh, I really want to go in there because I really want to go find this piece. But like, am I going to look weird walking in? And you realize it's just not, it's, it's not like it was. And just like yeah. you said, the people, at least 
in my store are incredibly nice. Like you walk in and they want to talk and they just want to talk toys and they're telling you about all these deals. And it's not like weird pressure, like bye, bye, bye. It's just friendly. They're just friendly and say hi to you and you don't feel weird walking in. It's, it's fun stores. And just same, same with like FYE and all those other stores popping up that used to have a different vibe or really weren't big on toys. It's happening. I think not just in hot topic, but some other stores as well. And you just kind of can walk in and, find stuff that you dig so i have yeah. i have to say that was a really impressive tag team uh commercial for hot topic good job guys if only they were a real sponsor of this podcast <laughs> hey they're partners of, of mine no but the scene is changing like you mentioned fye and hot topic and now we're seeing i am retro and other like you know we're starting to get a little bit more a little slice of that little more mainstream sort of, you know, stores into the designer toy scene. We're, we're getting eyeballs looking our direction, so that's good. But, Chris, I want to yeah. say uh, we're running long, so I want to say thank you for coming on. And I will say, Chris, we are going to see Fatty Whooper at some point in 2019. Oh, my goodness. The 2019? Mold, this year? This year. The molds have been found, and uh, I'm already getting things rolling. So, oh my goodness, this is good news. good news, right? It was a nice surprise during the break, but um, so looking forward to that. We're going to start off the new year with some nice uh, releases, hopefully. Chris, okay. thank you much for starting off the season four of Marsham Toy Hour as being our guest. You were awesome, but sadly, it's time to start wrapping this up. So, why don't each of you take a brief moment and let our listeners know where they can find you? Chris, go first. Well, you can find me on all the social medias at Chris Reiniak, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Patreon, YouTube, uh, Facebook. I'm just look up my name, Chris Ryan. Yeah. Okay, Teresa. I didn't know you had a Twitter. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I'll have to go look it up. I never tweet, oh, but yeah, it's where hey. I put all my 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 stupid snarky jokes. All righty. You can see another place to stalk you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, um, I'm Teresa Hawkins. If you want to find me, check me out on Instagram. My username is tmhawk24. I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at superham.com or Gary Ham on Instagram. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to. Because we get we paid to. to. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't because get paid. We don't I get mean, paid want to. We're going to work on that this year, though, aren't we, Teresa? <laughs> oh, you're going to start paying me? No. Sweet. No, I'm going to work on getting paid. I got gotcha. you. And then maybe I can trickle that down to you and George. Okay. I'll All right. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. 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 Happy New Year.